0: Welcome to the Malt Whiskey Trail podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed, responsibly of course, with a dram, the traditional measure of scotch. Our shows can be found at maltwhiskeytrail.com, where you can also plan your trip to the world's only malt whiskey trail. Now, let's get into the show. Sláinte This week we head for Strathaila Distillery, the home of Shivas Regal and also described by many as one of the most beautiful distilleries in the world. Jenna Collins, supervisor at Strathaila, told me why they've built a new visitor centre and showed me around some of the more unusual visitor experiences they have now on offer.
1: Okay, so if you want to follow me into the tasting room, this is where every visitor who joins the traditional tour will finish their experience. And we've spent quite a lot of time and effort in really making this um, an experiential room somewhere that people really feel immersed in Chivas and um, in the centre here we've got three of the whiskies that we taste Strathila single malt 12 year old, Chivas Regal Extra and Chivas 18. Also in the tasting we will taste a grain whisky as well. So what we do in here is um, we allow our guests to taste Strathila and when they're doing that our Constellation light installation Lights up to represent the flavours that they might experience from the flavour wheel, pear, toffee, citrus fruits, those types of things. Um, so the room is very dark um, and the light really takes precedent. it's the focus of the room. The four whiskies that we use, we want to tell the story of Strathila, our single malt distillery, but then also link it to Chivas Regal and what blended whisky is. So everyone that comes here knows the difference between a single malt and a blend and how they come to be and how they're linked
0: what the links are between Strathila and Shivas Regal and Shivas brothers. Strathila obviously produces its famous single malt but also it's the home of Shivas Regal. Do you think that people are just as likely to come and visit because of a blended whiskey as much as for a single malt? Well Strathyla distillery has always been known as Home of Chivas. We were the
1: very first distillery that Chivas brothers bought back in 1950. The reason they bought us was um, they had always used us in the Chivas Regal blend and they wanted to kind of safeguard that so they could continue using Stravila single malt in it. So when you speak about Chivas Regal there are obviously many many different single malts in that blend but the only one that we can see is consistently in there is Strathila single malt. So that's why it makes sense to have both Strathyla fans and Chivas fans come here to visit us. Um, also, which surprises, what surprises a lot of people that visit Speyside is that single malts only make up 7% of the Scotch whisky sales all over the world. Blended whiskey is really the champion. that's why we're all here and able to have visitor centers and the tourism side of whiskey. Um, and there's smaller pockets of people that maybe don't understand what blended whiskey is as a product. It can sometimes be seen as inferior. and that's just lack of education. People don't know that it is as good and that there's such a complex art involved in trying to create. Shivish Regal and keep it consistent over the many, many, many years that it's been made. So what would you say is unusual about Isla? Over the years that Shivish Regal's been available the single malts that are available to go into it has changed and our master blenders have to work with that they're making a consistent product over the years with an ever changing array of ingredients and that really is an art, that's something that should be appreciated and kind of celebrated um, so what we want to do is take those people who are unsure of what blends are and why they should like them and maybe think that they shouldn't and let them know what a blend is and hopefully they, they may go home and still drink single malts but they appreciate that Chivas Regal and Royal Salute and Ballantynes have their place on that whisky shelves. So this is our blending lab. We're very close to launching our Chivas blending experience and we're all really excited about it we're going to be the only distillery in the area that allows our visitors to come in and make their own blended whisky and take a small bottle of that away with them. Um, Well, we've got a lovely long table in the middle of the room here, a bit like an old-fashioned lab bench, but um, a bit classier. The look we're going for is lab chic, um, if you can picture that. We've got these beautiful separatory funnels, um, so they're kind of cone-shaped funnels that we've got our whiskies we're going to use for the blending in them. All that I'm going to tell you that they are is a grain whisky and four single malts. We're not going to reveal what the single malts are because the nature of blending is that one distillery might be mothballed and therefore we might need to use two or three different distillery single malts to replace that flavour profile in a blend. So what we want to say is which distillery they're from isn't necessarily important but the fact that we've got one that's fruity, one that's creamy and smooth one that's slightly smoky that's the important things, it's the flavours that we've got to work with Um, they are sitting in a beautiful brass funnel um, it looks really quite impressive then we've also got in front of us some um, conical flasks some measuring cylinders some tasting glasses Um, and the guests are really invited to, they're going to take a 20cl version of their blend away with them we want them, we would give them advice to use maybe 60 mils, something like that, of the green whiskey. Maybe only one or two mils of the smoky whiskey if they want to keep it as a kind of typical space side blend, like says. But it's up to them, they can make a blend to their flavour. So they'll have the chance to taste each of the five whiskies they're blending with and then go for it. Put in some grain, add a wee bit of the smoky whiskey, add a wee bit of malt too taste it, see if they like it. We're going to advise people to make what we're going to call a pilot blend, so maybe a 50ml or a 100ml version, see if they like it, make any tweaks, maybe add a bit more smokiness if that's what they like, and then make it up to their 200ml blend that they can take
0: away in their bottle. They can call it whatever they like as well. (laughs) Just by looking around the distillery you can see it's absolutely packed full of tradition. It's got a long history. Could you tell us a little bit about it? So, we're the most photographed distillery,
1: um, we're absolutely beautiful, um, and we're also the, the oldest continuously working distillery in the Highlands of Scotland. So, the distillery is small, um, it has lots of little nukes and crannies, the mash tun's tiny, we've got four sets of stills that you walk right past, and um, you can get into the real inner workings of it. Um, I mean, all distilleries have their place. You could go to the Glenlivet Distillery, which is also part of Chivas Brothers, and see a beautiful example of a new, modern distillery, which is equally breathtaking. But then come to us and you see the other side of the coin, the traditional distillery. Um,
0: Going back to kind of years ago, you can still see where the coal fire would have been for the stills. Now, I know you live in malt whisky country, Jenna, but if you were speaking to a visitor, what would you recommend for them to visit?
1: Glenlivet is another distillery, Aberlour is part of our group as well and between us we have three very different experiences and if you were to go to all three it would give you a perfect insight into the industry the distilleries old and new and um, the Speyside Cooperage is also always a very very interesting visit um, there's so many industries that use casks all over the world that even if you're not a whiskey fan, if you're into wine or something like that, you can appreciate the cooperage. What I like about living here is I'm ten miles from the sea, I'm a few miles from the mountains, I've got countryside on my doorstep. It doesn't really matter what you're into, you can find something to do. Um, there's bike trails, mountain biking, hill walking and things like that. That's if you You could be a couple in your 50s, you could be a young family there's lots
0: to do here if you just like getting outside and seeing what's around us. So what would you say to the single malt enthusiasts who would be less likely to come and visit a distillery if it was making a blended whisky as well as a single malt?
1: I would absolutely still encourage them to come to Strathila because Strathila single malt is beautiful and I promise I'm not biased (laughs) it is my favourite single malt and single malt fans mostly love to find a hidden gem that their friends and family at home don't know about so most of them will not know about Strathyla. so they can come here taste buy a bottle of Strathila single malt and be the one to take it home to their friends to say look at this little hidden gem that we've discovered but equally that single malt fan's partner and family maybe have no interest in whiskey they can come and really understand the industry of it that's behind it. It's not just about drinking. Whiskey's a massive employer in the area. It has been for hundreds of years. And it's it's fascinating. Um, they can nose the whiskies. They don't even have to drink it, but we find nose in them. And people are like, oh my goodness, I can now actually smell the difference between these two. Um, so yeah, you don't have to be a whisky fan to come here. It's still a fun, enjoyable kind of experience that opens your eyes to them.
0: back often feel free to leave a review and add the podcast to your favorites on itunes you can also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook for all the latest news offers and exciting promotions all links are in the show notes